Hey, Dion, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, same here. Just Re- like that. Just like that. Uh, that song that those chicks sang way back in the eighties about Monday. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, yes, uh, manic. Mo- oh, yes. Now your father. There. Okay. Well, uh, going great here too. Yesterday was a uh, snack tray. My kids. Uh, 10th birthday party and uh that was nice it was kind of like the covid version of a birthday um not everybody could come we didn't want to invite too many people we had it outside a a bunch of us were wearing masks i wore a mask for other people's comfort so they didn't have to see my face um it it wasn't that bad you know it it was a decent time and um and then I got home and I figured, you know what I need? Just another slice of cake. Because who doesn't love a good birthday cake? Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Cake's one of my favorite things. Oh, it's cake. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to say it. it's cake. You know, yeah. let them eat cake. It's cake. Uh, broke a tooth. Yeah, tooth. terrible. Oh. Terrible. Yeah, I never, I never break a, I never break a tooth on like a jawbreaker. I'll never break it on. <laughs> it's never the I usual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't gnawing on a chicken wing. It's like when I break a tooth, it's like I put a French fry in my mouth. One chew, snap. I'm like, oh, what was that? Oh, I heard it. It was like a, like a, like a snap. Like mm-hmm. it. Oh, it's like oh, did and, I bite on something? And and so it's a half a tooth now, and one half is like flapping. It's it's an upper right molar. Uh, if you're listening at home out there, trying to visualize exactly the situation, it's the furthest back upper right molar. So it's involved in like my cheek. I never realized this before, but apparently my cheeks rub my teeth when I talk, when I say certain words, and when that happens, it kind of moves my tooth a little bit. And it's very unnerving. I, I can't say it hurts. It's just very weird. And uh, and it's COVID. And yeah, apparently but, but this isn't a dental emergency. We don't talk about this. Okay. So, so, okay. So, okay. We don't. You're right. And I've already mentioned it an egregious amount of times. But let's just say because of current events, my dentist doesn't have usual hours. And he's not going to make time for this, which he does not see as an emergency. So you can't can't chew. I mean, oh, I could chew. I could chew soup. I could chew um, ice cream. I had a fantastic time with ice cream. That actually felt quite good. But chewing Um, soup, that's mostly like mashing noodles against the roof of your of your mouth <laughs> no, no. with your tongue. You don't understand. I'm really chewing mashed potatoes and uh, oatmeal. Yeah. So I don't know what, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer in this episode. And I know some people gross up. I, I mean, I'm grossed out by this. I don't, I, I have teeth that go one day. I have a cavity the next day. This, it, it, the, the disintegration rate amongst my teeth is very, very quick. Um, so I don't know how long I have to wait to get in there. I might have to find another dentist, but I'm okay. 
it just sucks. Do I do I sound weird? I think I feel like I'm trying to hold my tooth in place with my no. no. I'd start looking up recipes. You know, just type in Google the word slurries, <laughs> or or vice grips, or, yeah. or or transversely needle nose pliers. Well, you could you know you could just do that. So there's one part of your tooth that's loose that's flapping around, right? And then there is right, right, there right. another part of your tooth that's fairly stationary. It's not going anywhere. It ain't going anywhere, no. So, so yeah, man, I think it's time. I think it's time to to tie that string to the piece of the tooth, tie it to a doorknob, and have. And it wouldn't get... be taking the tooth out; it would just be taking a piece of tooth out. That's fine. Not... That's fine. Right? It'd, it'd be okay then, wouldn't it? Right. I just have to keep it clean, I guess. You know, don't want a secondary infection or anything like that. That would be bad. But well, then yeah. again. If I just go ahead and allow an infection to set in, maybe then I could get to an emergency appointment. I you think see? if you really push the issue, you can say, hey, I need you to do something about this tooth. Now it's split in half. One is swinging in the wind. One part of it is swinging in the wind. The other part of it is attached to my face. I really can't eat. And it's, a, it's a little strange, Doc. Yeah. Could you give me a hand? I don't want this to turn into something more than it could or should be. Well, could you imagine I get a fever and then they realize, I'm thinking I'll get a fever. He has an infection. We must rush him in. But then with a fever, they're not going to see me because they'll attribute it to that thing we're not supposed to be talking about. Right. So you just have to have a conversation, I think, with your dentist and say, look, this is the situation. Sort me out. Help a brother out. Yeah. You know, come on. And I got the insurance, charge whatever. You know, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm going to get on the phone, and there are other dentists. You know, and yeah. I don't want to use leverage here. You know, I, I have a certain uh, media platform. You know, I don't I don't want to put anybody out there. Or, you know, whatever. But no, man, you don't want to dox anybody. You don't want to shame anybody into doing work in your mouth because you know what? They're ultimately the ones holding the sharp. I objects that are poking around in your face. You don't want to do I that. cannot. I don't. I cannot stand the dentist, and I don't even get to the sharp objects before I can't stand the dentist. I can't stand sitting in that seat, and they rock you way back, and I get dizzy right off the bat. I'm done. Be, yeah. be, be, before the like, you got to knock me out to do anything in my mouth, is what I'm saying. So, but, it, you know, and, and there's a thing I could easily like, I don't want to say like pull rank or anything, but do you know who I am? I could say, I mean, I, I'm Kaplowitz Media. I'm, I'm a professional taster, Christ sakes. Well, there this you is, go. this is my, this is my taste hole. Yeah. The, we're it, talking it's about how you, yeah, right. It's, it, it's how you make a living by, by shoveling things into your face. <laughs> right. Expensive things that I don't pay for. All go in my mouth hole, my taste hole. Right. And come on, Doc. I mean, and, and I wonder, you know, I like sometimes um, models get their legs insured by Lloyd's of London right. and, and, and stuff like that. I wonder if it's worth investigating me getting my palate insured. And maybe um, in the event of something unpleasant like this ever would happen again, I have a greater uh, power let's say, through that insurance on my taste hole. You know, that thing happens all the time. Uh, there was a golfer by the name of Anthony Kim, mm-hmm. which um, 
people out there may or may not know. Anyways, in a nutshell, he sustained some injuries, you know, just through playing golf. And I think the the last injury that he had was a, a thumb injury. And so uh, he had a pretty substantial um, insurance policy out on, you know, his his game, his what he do, his, his body. And so... Huh. Uh, but he was really talented, and he was making a lot of money on the uh, PGA Tour. But I think this payout was something like ten million. Hello, hello. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about Anthony Kim because it is a conspiracy. But anyways, he—I've I, never so, heard. This is interesting. So, yeah. so how much of a insure, How much does that cost to? So, uh, pay into though yeah I, I and i don't know all i know is the payout was substantial it was it was on or about 10 million dollars so i think he just weighed the options he's like well i can go through playing hurt and playing injured and pga and you know maybe and traveling and around and traveling and, around or right i could just take the 10 million and i can effectively retire from playing golf at and what, he, like at like thirty on the no, he was even younger than that i mean he i think he was in his mid mid 20s uh, but he he took the he he took the payout from the insurance company, and of course, you know you can't go back and play golf like that because the insurance company is watching from their car right. and stuff, right? You know, insurance fraud, so he doesn't want to participate in that. So he, I, so he guess he can't professionally play, right? So I oh. he can maybe go out, but he he hasn't played really to this day. Maybe a couple, three times. Uh, was this? In the past, this I don't is know, interesting. This is about ten years ago or so, but he took the payout. Now there's these things that they're called Anthony Kim sightings, and he's very—he's not necessarily very reclusive. He just does other things now, you know. Right, and, right. Uh, he lives. He has yeah, a lot. Somebody, of, he has a lot of time on his right. hands. I would. Somebody imagine. spotted him. You know, he was wearing aviator sunglasses, cool hat, and a shirt and stuff. And like, you're Anthony Kim. He's like, yeah, man. Huh. I'm, I guess super cool guy. But it's like, you know, the where's Anthony Kim? It's like spotting Anthony Kim out there. So it's pretty cool, man. And I mean, he was like one of those, he was one of those potentially legendary players. I mean, so he was like a Tiger Woods well, character. I, I don't sort know. Like I, there, yes, there's, there's really nobody in a league with Tiger Woods now. That's, but that's unfair. At, yeah. At the time, I mean, he was really the guy with just the raw talent. He was cool. He was charismatic. And no, uh, him and no, Tiger Woods were actually uh, uh, very good friends, from what I understand. Ten million. Well, they sound like they're contemporaries. Ten million. Ten million dollars. As I suck my tooth into place. Ten million dollars at twenty mid twenties, twenty five. We'll call it. Yeah. That ain't gonna last until you're like conceivably eighty. I don't know. I, I Just, guess. I, I guess you could. Uh, you can invest it, but then you're also risking it. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that. Would you? Would you do that? It's roughly six hundred months. Let's say six hundred months. You know, and you got ten million uh, divided by six hundred. You know, that's roughly what? No, that's not right. I press times instead of divide. Son of a bitch. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> math. It's so hard. So, so it seems to be, according to my calculations here. Yeah. Um, you would have e e e e e e e per so, month for the yeah, rest of your yeah existence. about, about sixteen hundred bucks a month I think or oh that's measly like that? that's yeah. uh that's not I mean that's me talking I don't you know. can't make ends meet on sixteen a month yeah I 
I don't know. I don't I like, I, but, but you wave that kind of money in front of the 20 something year olds face. They don't know what 80 years old is like and what they're going to be doing. Then you grab that. Yeah. I don't know. And then you're spending it like a 25 year old on cool sunglasses, apparently. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that, but then where's the passion you have to walk away. And this is if, we're, we're playing, I'm playing anyway, like, you know, it, did, did he have a choice in a matter, you know, if, if you can't, you can't. But where's your passion? Or maybe you're burnt out from golf anyway, but I, I can't imagine walking away completely. Yeah. From a game like that. But he did. That's so you know, he did. He did. He doesn't like go to like little podunk golf courses, mm-hmm. little like... Yeah. public golf courses with like a fake mustache you know i that he he could but everybody he talks to he's like nope career's done it's over i haven't even thought about golf in 10 years what does That's he do it. i'm intrigued by I, this I am, fellow. yeah you gotta just yeah type in uh, anthony kim golfer anthony i'm gonna do that and in the meantime as my tooth moves around um i feel like and why I really mention that is, you know, the less a slice of in the light. Hold on a sec. Less a slice of what's going on in my life and more of this might be an abbreviated thing, but it doesn't hurt this being this episode. But um, what's his name again? Anthony, Anthony Kim. Yeah. So I, I read. Kim. Yeah. Kim. K-I-M. Uh, Korean golf. But, so, he, OK, I got you. He, I got you. Uh, so I, I think I think it looks pretty good for him because i i redid the calculations it's roughly about fifteen thousand dollars a month that he would be receiving oh that's different than 1600 yeah i i don't know i i think i forgot to add a a, a dewey decimal anyways right 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 dewey so, decimal yeah there so, you go yeah yeah about 15 grand a month i mean invested wisely you could probably get a little bit more than that um, yeah, but investment you might also get less. But you're careful. That's still about he's seventy. Years you don't old, have to do right? high risk. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, seventy years old. I I figured fifty years from the time that he took the uh, the time that he took the payout, and then just did right. It. Yeah. And so how's I mean, the payout? Was the payout like a grab the money and run kind of thing, or do they have probably, them like installments, or how does uh, that work? I mean, it's like an insurance company. You know, I mean, if 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 you claim, if you file an insurance uh, an insurance claim, and it is what it is, and you're expected that amount of money, they okay. Here you go, cut you a check. Oh, Jesus! You know, uh, he in his I guess defense. He looks kind of slightly built. Yeah. He looks like a little dude, but it's not like you're taking a punishment. You're not right. getting like hurt. Play. You're not getting like uh, assaulted. Yeah. He's not playing football or anything. So like, yeah. Like him in his prime. I mean, he was, I think he was a littler guy, but still he, he had some, uh, he had some athleticism I mean, it, to him. And, you know, you look at him now older, he, he, he kind of he kind of looks rad, you know. He kind of looks like a, you know, again, like I said, he was wearing the aviator sunglasses. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Too. He looks like a, a cool little guy. Yeah, like a little mafioso type, you know. So a little bit, like I can see him in a shiny suit. Yeah, y- you know, right. I can see him pulling it off with some aviator glasses. And, and, and anyway, it, I think I have the tooth tucked away. Okay, and I think we'll have like a full show. But if anything was to change, Dion, I, I think a safe word is in order. And How we'll a, cut it short after that. All right. 
How so if I if I oh, oh I have one already. I mean I'm oh you do to, okay okay right right right. I, I I was thinking um Shane McGowan. Oh right, you you, you think your teeth are teeth are as bad as his? You, you oh the, no, <laughs> the, the blight of the Irish. You, you got the what Irish happened teeth? there? How do you? Uh, and and he since had him fixed, hasn't he? I don't like know. a number of years ago. I think I I remember seeing that. He, and I don't know if people are. I don't know. I, I don't know what's like common uh, knowledge, but the Pogues, the guy yes, from the Pogues, that guy looked like he brushed his teeth with powdered charcoal and a Dremel tool. How do you? Isn't there pain involved in that? Oh, that's probably why he drank so much. Oh, that's interesting. So know. what you're saying is, is I need to drink more wine. Mm. Yeah, dull the pain. Right, right. Physically and emotionally. Right, right. In a healthy way. Handle yeah. it in-house, yeah. you know? No, but the, the pain, like, I'm afraid, like I said, I'm afraid I don't like dentists. But at what point are you like, okay, I, I, I got I to gotta go to a dentist. Maybe I'll find one that'll knock me out. That, and I that's mean, the problem with dentists. Nobody likes dentists, right? Because they're poking sharp objects in your mouth. They slip. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean that to go into your gum, you know. Through oh, your into a nerve that so, you're going to have to deal with yeah, for the rest of your life. People go to the dentist when it's too late, right? Right. You go right. to the dentist when it's too late, when your face is swollen, when you got a softball uh, in the side Ugh. of your jaw. I've, and, I've had that. I've had the abscess thing. Yeah, we before. go when it's Ugh. we go when it's absolutely too late, and I'm guilty of it too. My wife goes like clockwork. She gets her teeth clean, you know, like once a, I don't know whatever it is, once every quarter, once every six months. She does God the whole bless thing. Her. I, I, yeah. I'm like I, Ren and Stimpy, you know. I, yeah, well, and, and also I'll go when it gets bad, but my working definition of right. bad kind of gets uh, pushed out a little here and there. Like, yeah. oh, it's not too bad. I mean, it's not go to the dentist bad. Have, I mean, it hurts a little, but yeah. it, but it stops but sometimes. Still, so if it stops sometimes. It's a, it's, but it's a sign, though. It's a sign. You gotta I, go. I, um, and high, it, it, I heard somewhere that they have like the highest, uh, one of the highest suicide rates. Oh, God. I don't know. Well, I, so I, I mean, have you seen? Have you seen? I was a huge Ren and Stimpy fan growing up. Did yes. you watch Ren and Stimpy? Did you watch the yes. uh, the tooth yes. episode? The to, the uh, the nerve ending fairy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! The point. Mm -hmm. Remember when um when uh, Stimpy is say, plucking the nerves out of the gum? Poink! Uh, Poink! Yes. Poink! Yeah. <laughs> And then just do, do, you, do you remember a show out at about that same time that I really liked? And I think it was more of a kid show almost, but it was called Cat Dog, I think. Mm, no, Cat I don't Dog. remember that one. I it was like kind of under the radar, maybe more of a kitty one, and like definitely more than Ren and Snippy. But anyway, yes, I, I remember that. I remember Ren and Snippy, I was a huge fan. Do they hold up? I haven't seen an episode in years. What, Ren and Snippy? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they were on, obviously, but I, I, you don't see them in syndication, right? And that's where you make the big bucks. But they were first on, I think, Adult Swim. Were they one of the, they must have been one of the first adults. They were, swims, like yeah. The first generation adult. Did, did you hear, did you hear a bunch of people are trying to, I don't want to say Karen's in a derogatory mm -hmm. sense, but a bunch of that type of person, they're, they're trying to can't, or were a little bit ago trying to um, cancel Adult Swim. Apparently, they didn't realize for the last like decade 
that Adult Swim has been doing what it's doing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm, yeah. I don't even think yeah. about it. Um, but there's so much not to think about. It's amazing yeah. we're not more busy these days. Right. It, it, I went from not sticking my head in the sand to being hyper aware and what's going on to being, you know what? F it all. Let it burn. I don't care. I'm just watching out for what's but, going on. Me. Exactly. Let it family. burn. I'm taking care of yeah, me and mine. Exactly. You know, so, but anyways, getting back to Ren and Stimpy, uh-huh. I know that for a while they had, I don't know how many seasons, three, four, five seasons, whatever. I bought the box set and then uh, they stopped. They stopped for a while on, <laughs> on uh, Adult Swim. I don't know if the contract was up, uh, what have you. Uh, but then again, I think it was like two, three, four, five years later, they came out with more episodes. Huh. And it was, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, there was a little more sexual innuendo in them. And um, I don't okay, know. You I'm just look, have to I'm watch looking them. at it here. I'm looking at it here. They had a Nickelodeon run and an yep. MTV run. MTV. And MTV yeah. was, Maybe MTV uh, was the first. No, it said it, but did air on MTV. I'm on their Wikipedia now or on their, but, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's not a Ren and Stimpy fan show necessarily, but um, they did cite that the MTV years were a little more um, adult. Yeah, yeah, right. So, it, it, and we're talking, God, we're talking a long time ago, Dion. I know. Got MTV, in my, oh, 96. Oh, got in my time capsule. 96. <laughs> I never get out of mine anymore. I'm all about Nirvana. Oh, That's a, no. I'm I'm still there. Oof. I'm still there. I have I have a a housemate now, and uh, for for uh, reasons, a friend of mine needed a place. Oh, good. And I had an and I had an extra room. So um, yeah. So I've lost my office to friendship, but you know that's that's all worth it. I guess that's okay. I guess as long as he doesn't mind the cigar smoke in there. I guess. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, could you imagine moving into that room after I sat oh. in there with the windows closed? Is my my landlady doesn't listen to this, right? Let's hope not. Hey, you know, no, it's not. It's this. nothing that a a, a and it's soap and water and a and a clean and a can of paint can't fix, right? Yeah, you just open a window and let it air out a little bit. Yeah. People are so sensitive, you know. Oh my god, I smell something. It's just horrible in here. Well, it you know what? If it's so bad, then the just yeah, just uh, go leave, get out of the way. It, you know, uh, I mean, why do you why do you stand here and complain in such a horrible situation <laughs> that you are? Well, all you got to do is move ten feet. And if and it was it, so terrible, okay. you would be fleeing anyway. You wouldn't be standing yeah, there right. calmly telling me how shitty this is. Yeah, you would be yeah. you would scram and yeah, then somebody like, is, send me a note. You exactly. Know? Right. If somebody is spraying bear spray at you, you don't stand there. Oh, my God, it burns so much. This is horrible. Why? Why do you do that? Breathe. Why do you? Why are you standing there uh, getting hit with bear spray? Run from the bear spray. Yeah, I know. If, right. if it affects you. What are you, the mayor of Portland? Uh, you know, you just step away from the tear gas, for Christ's sake. And uh, no, it's. It's uh, it's interesting. People have to complain. People have to complain. I think so. There, there are certain people that are just content to be miserable, and they have to complain because they find some form of satisfaction. There's, uh, there's, some, there, there must be something in it for them, right? 
Yeah. There must be. I can't figure out what the heck it is just to it's rain like, on other people's parades. Is it yeah, as simple like, as that? It's it's like a worse form of self-deprecation. It's like getting outside of your body and being self-deprecated, but in the in the second person, in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> they're projecting like their self-deprecation yeah. yes on right. me on you and it's not right it's not it's right terrible. it's yeah. tough being a victim i, I guess that's what i'm saying sad, i'm, I'm yeah. the victim here take take that awful sad life somewhere else yeah and and, and that dark cloud over your head maybe yeah. that'll follow you out it followed you in yeah right charlie you know? brown Jesus Christ. You know, here's about the time when I usually cut away to actually intro the show, Dion. Um, but I, I, I tend to get a little more uh, up, a little higher when I do that, and I don't want to spit my tooth out. So I was wondering if I could maybe ask you to uh, take it up a notch and introduce the show. Yeah. Okay. So let's see how this goes. Powered. Well, that was down a notch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm Powered sitting out. This is by Caplowitz by and Illusione Cigars. This is the Disillusione Deprogram podcast hosted <laughs> by Noah Caplowitz and Dion Giolito. Oh, you dox me. You use my government. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, y- Oops. <laughs> no, we'll edit it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll alert my producer. It's not like they couldn't find you anyways. I know. I know. I, 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 I never felt like a Noah. I, I, look, I told, I told you, I, I never thought you were a Noah either. I always thought you were an Izzy. I could totally be an Izzy. Izzy. I could totally be an Izzy. But but how much does your name change what you do? Because if I was an Izzy, would I would I not be working in the delicatessen on the Lower East Side? Oh, that would rule. Mm-hmm. And we'd be then we'd be doing the show from the delicatessen with the live, the live. yeah, with the clinking <laughs> and the clanking of the dishes and the spoons uh, and the cups and and the screams and hey, uh, are you out of that fish? I need that fish. Right, right. What do you mean you're out of chopped liver? Yeah, come on. Who? What deli in this world is out of chopped How liver? How do you run out of chopped liver? What kind of place is this? What are you a taking, for? Yeah, I'm taking my business elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Fine, well, take it elsewhere, I'd say, as Izzy. Yeah. Uh, uh, although I picture my voice being somehow like gruffer, but also of a higher pitch. I, I, I mean, it, it's a, it's funny what names do. Like, you, you have an interesting name, Dion. Yeah. that That's a name that doesn't travel just everywhere. No, that's it an doesn't. entertainment name. That's yeah, a... Like Dion DeMucci. Dion Giolito, Dion DeMucci, you know, the Wanderer, the guy that wrote The Wanderer. (laughs) And uh, there was another song he wrote, I can't remember. But it was a a theme song for a Michael Bay thing back in, I don't know, maybe. But but you're not going to be, you're not going to be a brown bagging blue collar guy. No offense to that, but there's no Dion's that do that. There's no Dion's that punch a clock at, at, at the clock factory. Not, you never know. I mean, I, there there could be. Maybe the Dion's just stand around a, a barrel fire and sing doo-wop songs. 
1978. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, for, uh, and like the Rocky movie. I always think of exactly. the Rocky movie. Yeah. 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 I can't remember which one that was, but wasn't that Frank Stallone that actually was singing? Probably. I think he did some of the stuff for yeah. Rocky. Frank, Frank Stallone, interesting. Um, uh, some people will have you believe he's the actual talented brother. Frank Stallone, is, as, as opposed to, of course, Sly Sylvester. By the Stallone. way, by the way, Frank Stallone was in Barfly. One of, uh, you, you know, I, I don't want to speak in internet, but we can't hang out if you don't love the movie Barfly. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else. You, you, you could go anywhere you want, but you got to go. Yeah. Because we're just, it, it, it's a divide that we can't bridge. Yeah. If, you, if you haven't seen, let alone, I, I don't know, if you haven't seen it, I guess I could hold it against you and I will, but you will have to see it. Have, have to, to decide that it's a life-altering experience and then come movie. back to the fold. It made me live the way I did for 10 years while I was pre and post college. It was just, it's a fantastic movie. Little known fact, although everybody probably knows. I mean, if you watch that movie, if you've never watched the movie before, have Mickey Rourke did not drink one sip of alcohol in that movie. Really? Yes. He doesn't drink. Are you kidding me? No, no. He looks like didn't he? He's though constantly drinking. No, yeah. not only in the movie, like he, he because he was like All a very understated drunk. It looked like he was maybe really drunk. He wasn't like acting drunk, like oh, I'm bumping into things. And uh, no, no, you know, he, he was kind of like one of those squire type drunks, those the the the, the royalty drunks, kind of <laughs> like with that swagger. And, Me when I taste a wine, yeah, kind of ra- ri- rises above the whole uh, gutter bum mentality. It's like, okay, if I'm going to be a gutter bum, I'm going to I'm going to be the best gutter bum you ever the, the, met, the crown prince. Of right, gutter, of bums. gutter bums. Yes, yeah. yes. With, with with my with my bandana that in my mind is actually an ascot. Yes, I'm going to carry what I do, who I am, and what I do with the with with as little possible dignity, but just enough dignity to rise me above everybody else. Now, l- let me ask you a question, and this is kind of a review question, and I am putting somebody out there, and if you follow along capitalist media closely, you know that there's now a designated wine space. One of the things that are going to go up is I'm going to do a review of a tasting room and, of course, what I tasted. Um, but I'm not going to name it here, so I'm going to make it a little harder to, you know, put two and two together. But uh, over the weekend, Dion, before when, when I didn't have a loose tooth the day prior, I um, I went to a tasting. I was invited to a private tasting, and it was a lovely little experience. And it was basically like uh, we did uh, Pinot Noirs and we did five of them. And um, it was like, you know how an artist will do a study of the they, hand? Yeah, and they yeah. just draw the hand. And it was like that, but with Pinot yeah. Noir. And it was lovely. And it was beautiful. And we got to one selection. Uh, it was one particular vintage that the lovely lady poured for me. And... It was funky. Let me interject there really quick. Were they port? Were they uh, Portland wines? Or I, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Oregonian wines? Oh, Willamette Valley, baby. Like, oh, the the, the vineyard itself is like 
The yeah. vineyard itself is like 22 minutes from my doorstep. That's that's fantastic. It's, Oregon it's so, has it's beautiful. some of the best it's beautiful in the world. And and anyway, anyway. So and I and I said something. I was like because uh, it was a different something something. You could read about it shortly as soon as I get my stuff together and post it. Um, but it was a different process that they employed. And I was like, well, is this process known to lead to a certain amount of funk? And I, you know, and I said, you know, this isn't, it's not a bad funk. It's kind of like a blue cheese. I actually like funk. that. Uh, there's a lot of people that like it and I could see why a cigar smoker would like it. And um, she said, oh my God, no. And she was like, I have to taste this. And she poured herself a taste and Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And maybe it's cork taint. Maybe it's something happened. That's not what that's supposed to taste like here. I'm going to open up a fresh bottle mm-hmm. and she poured me a fresh bottle and it was maybe the best wine of the bunch that I tasted. Did it, did it still have that, that funk to it? No, it was crystal hmm. clear. It was okay. crisp, brisk, lo- like delicately complex. It was lovely, but well, because you know can actually lot. get that. You can actually get that funk, and it's and it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. You you get it out of a lot of uh, French wines, you know, particularly Bordeaux. The fr- it's the French oak. Yeah, well, it's not only that; that it goes beyond that. that. It's 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 also how it's uh, aged, cave. There's a lot of microbial right. spores that are flying around, and it's just it's it's part of what the entire sure, aging sure. process. But it wasn't. But but it is. wasn't the intention here. Oh, okay, and okay. It, it was it was a mishap and i'm aware that and i i've decided that i decided then there i'm not going to include this in my written review because that wasn't the intent right. but i no, do realize it, it would be a like lot of reviewers would take an opportunity they would take an opportunity to just flame this this situation like oh they they, they pour me a bottle of cork possibly cork tainted uh, they uh, they pour me a rancid bottle mm-hmm. the nerve of them and it, it really that's one of my pet peeves of reviewers yeah. that they they almost seem to like a lot of them some of them they like being negative and sharply critical and it feels like when i read them that that's the only time that they write intelligently because they're trying to show how smart they are because they're writing in an elevated language to further demean whatever they're reviewing. And it's, it always strikes me as so sad because why don't they use that heightened language to say how nice something is instead of begrudgingly saying it's nice and then flaming something and Hey, everybody come over here and see how smart I am. I'm skewering. Right. So let me ask you a question then. Okay. Say, you're reviewing something, whether it's wine, cigar, whatever, and you get, say like it's, okay, let's just, because that's my wheelhouse. You're reviewing a cigar, right? And all of a sudden sure. you got some really off-putting flavors, some characteristics. You have a uh, flavor and there's just real sour, or bitter that can mm-hmm. come from several things. Either it's bad tobacco or it's underfilled. It's improperly, uh, the, it's improperly balanced. Uh, the, 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 the weights or the percentages are off. There's a bunch of things that can go mm-hmm. into it. Young tobacco. So you get one and you say, okay, well, you know what? Instead of just like ripping the cigar, a new one, I'm going to try another one because it could be a fluke. And it is. True, you know, I mean, true. you can find it in the best Hand, and the worst. Handmade I mean, natural product. Yeah. I mean, you could be off a half a gram. 
I mean, some in, in some cases, many cases, you could be off a half a gram to a gram of tobacco, and that's not a lot of tobacco. Completely changes the blend. Right. Completely. Right. You know. Right. And it it's all made by hand. It's a process. So you enjoy the second one, and maybe you don't have the experience that you did with the first one, or maybe you do. Mm-hmm. So then maybe how, how what what would be your prize? Would you? your process would you go through one two three until you hit a good one and then just look at it all and say okay well i've i've enjoyed five okay. cigars well, and of the five i really like one and then the other four just were terrible for, which first, leads me to believe for, first of all i i i when i review i for the, the 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 context i'm reviewing is is i'm reviewing this cigar right here that's lit up and hanging from my mouth i'm not reviewing i'm not taking into account previous or potentially future experiences it's this one moment so what happens when you get a dud when i get a first of all there's subjective and and objective subjective i have to figure out well what's the blender's intent i will talk to the person before i post anything like a completely negative if there's a if there's a cigar that i'm smoking and i can't think of a nice thing to say about it I'm going to tap the guy on the shoulder who sent it to me and go, okay, what happened? You know, I'm not going to run with the story, you know, and I'm also going to try to figure what his intent was, the blender's intent. I'm big at trying to do that, which is, you know, honestly just a bunch of guessing. But, um, but if it's, if it's construction combustion, something that's more, much more objectively wrong, that's very problematic. But if it's just a taste I don't like, um, I, I don't know. Then I have to go back. Well, were you trying to get this tanginess? It's, it's awfully tangy. I don't like tangy, but if you're trying to get tangy, you've succeeded. And then I have to grade you as a success. Correct. Not under my liking, not under my personal liking. I will note that. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, and I do redo reviews, redux reviews. And sometimes they're often they're very much the same, but sometimes it's like reading about two different cigars when I go back over it. I don't, I, I'm in contact with the people that sent me the cigars, the manufacturer, brand owner, whatever. Um, if See, it goes, that's very poorly, nice of you. That's very yeah, nice. Because of you I don't, I don't want to put negative stuff out there. It's very diplomatic. A lot of people wouldn't do it. They would just rush. They would light a fire and right. say okay this thing this bottle of wine this cigar was absolutely horrible do not go out and buy it it's, right. it's atrocious it's it shouldn't be on the market in the first place this is what's wrong yeah. with the cigar industry tastes and smells like a tire fire if this is represented well, i have, I have used company. that i have used that, but 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 enough about kentucky fire cured tobaccos uh, no it's it's a uh, it's a fine line too because I do have to report the truth. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna you know I've been asked to take down reviews. No, I'm not going to take down a review. So what's the difference then between giving a cigar a good review and a bad review after or, or prior to posting it, contacting the brand owner, blender? Well, because whatever, if, because if it this is, is the deal, if they can, I, I I've contacted blenders and they were like oh you must have got it from this lot we had a problem with that lot let then me why send did you, you let something it out? else 
Then why That's did you let it out? That's the thing, too, because at that point, maybe I have a bit of a responsibility to say, hey, they might not be on the top of their game over that, that, there. That, sh- that should never be a word that comes out of anybody's mouth because what they are saying is, is okay, we put a lot of time, money, and energy into, in, into making these cigars, but they're not what they should be. But it's good enough for them. We're going to give it to and them. And we're going to send they it to a know. reviewer? Yeah. Like maybe the nothing gets a general no, public, but they, maybe somebody that's not going to sit here and fawn over it. It does not hold water in my world. You can't do You can't say you're making one thing and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, that must have been a bad batch with that yeah, bad batch. I, I, I have one guy say, oh, oh that whole, no. uh, oh, you must have got sent from blah, 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 because that, no. that whole run had a bad burn issue. Not what the hell? Yeah, well, so, but but for the fact that they let it out to begin with, that the, that there was no QC, that there was a failure in the in the line of quality control. Now, look, right. granted, I I can tell you from experience that sometimes things just get out there where that are out of your control. But by and large, you can mitigate those. But issues. they were you can aware, mitigate those and they were problems. aware of it, unless they were aware of it after they sent it to me. I didn't really follow up a lot yeah. with questions. Maybe it was something that was brought to their attention after. They I'm not sent saying it you can. I'm not saying you can stave off problems 100 percent of the time, but you could come through, damn close. You can get pretty close. You know, I mean, if you're if you're letting stuff out there, and all of a sudden you let a hundred thousand cigars go out into the market, and oh, uh, yeah, we we knew that there was a problem. Well, if you knew there was a problem, how come you didn't take? And, the, and, then, say, hey, and then isn't send it the onus on you to contact all your retailers and say, "Holy shit, I'm going to have to it's take a wash good. on this." Don't yeah, you have to take a wash on it? It's it's all stuff I'm privy to, like inside baseball stuff I've been privy to along the way, but yeah, like. I think the, the the most important thing to remember is there's there's really no I, I mean in life there's hardly anything that's objective. You could argue yeah. that nothing is, but there's more objective stuff and much more subjective stuff when it comes yeah, to reviewing. I, I just and, I have a problem with know, the in, in, the insincerity sometimes, uh, or the clarity of of sometimes of the, the things that go on in our industry. And it's basically all about just, you know what? Okay, it's good enough for them. We'll let it go. We'll give it to them and we'll see. And if anybody says anything, we'll make up a story. And if they really complain about it, we'll just trade them out for it. You know, that's it. Right. The, the, we'll see how big, how big of a stink is made yeah, it's, about this. It's, it's because, too dodgy. Because they're, because they're hurting to begin with. And yeah. again, I'm not throwing anybody out, but they're hurting to begin with. They have to, and I'm not, I'm not making excuses for them. But their margins probably aren't great, and they need to they need to get some green. They need to cash they, they need to cash out on some of this stuff, and they can't just sit on it or take a wash on it and re re roll or whatever. No, I agree. It's, I agree, but it's a fucky circumstance to be in. But you shouldn't really find yourself in it to begin yeah. with, because once yeah. you're in it, you have to really uh, yeah yeah it's going to be a loss. Well, and the problem is that you've accepted it before it hit the market. You know, I mean, so if you receive something, you try it, it's of the quality or better yet, you should be at the factory. You should be there. Right. Around not getting the tobacco. shipped up to you. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't just be calling in the order, you know, like we talked about <laughs> before. It's not like it's not like phoning in for a pizza, you know, for pizza delivery, hoping it shows up on time and hot and fresh. Right, right, right. Doesn't work. Doesn't work in my world. If you can't mitigate some of those problems that are going on in the back end, you're not going to be able to control what's going on in the front end. Right. Right. And and, and really, it doesn't have to be catastrophic. It could just no. be as simple as there's no consistency here. 
why am I smoking a box through the same box of smokes? And it's the same, it's, it's like a different profile in half of them. Look, it's all you about know? stopping. It's all about stopping the fall of the dominoes, right? And, and, and stopping the fall of the dominoes, the earlier you can stop, you know, if you can stop them at about six, eight or 10 in the line of a thousand, <laughs> that's what you want to do, right? Because now it's controllable, but dominoes fall fast and little problems become huge problems. And they want to fall really quick. Those dominoes really want to fall. Right. Yeah. So before then you're you put, know it. Then you're, right. Then you're put to a decision. Do I say no or do we do we torpedo the production <laughs> and not let it go to the market? Do we deep six it uh, or mm. do we send it knowing full well what's going on? Right. Right. And, it, 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 and, it's and take it's almost like, what is it? The actuary tables where like, you know, Dodge will have like a truck that the brakes go out on, say this is fictional. And um, they'll say, well, what's the cost of recalling it and fixing it compared to how many might go out and lead to how many deaths in hospital bills that we're going to be responsible for, which is cheaper. Yeah. That's not good. That that's a bad way to do business. Yeah. You know, it is. It is. And it's, it, it's it's kind of like insincere. that. It's uh, it's a it's a big gray area, and it happens a lot in any type of business and industry. I mean, look 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 at look at the restaurant industry, right? You go and you open a restaurant with the highest quality foods, the highest quality <laughs> produce, meats, this and that. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at at the bottom line and the margin. Like, man, we're not cutting it. So what do you do? We, the first thing you cut back on, instead of putting money in advertising, and and word of mouth and getting people in right. uh, to the front end to enjoy those nice ingredients, what do you do? You start cutting the very thing that keeps you alive. Right. You know, you you go from you go from USDA Prime to pretty soon it's grade d edible exactly exactly and 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 you're and you're cracking the whip on the line saying why is this not coming up looking like it should well because it's not what it should be you know and and uh, yeah it's uh, people and we're not supposed to be talking about the covid times that we're living in but people are kind of doing the same thing now that there's a lot of and I'm not blaming anybody yeah. for going tits up, but there's a lot of people that are really circling the wagons now. And uh, I mean, I guess that's somewhat the right thing to do, but you have to keep some kind it's of relevancy. Tough. Prices go token. up. Prices are going up and quality is going down. Yeah. And to, yeah, but you have to maintain that relevancy for when the world does correct. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you, ha- you have to cause, just, cause you have to wade, you have to, you have to tread water. Right. You know? but, well, a little more than tread water. Because if you're just treading water, when the world comes back, you're going to be behind. You're going to have to dig yourself out of a hole instead of ready to go forth and get no, back to normal. You know. Yeah, you want to charge into the fire to get to the other side fast because you know what's on the other side. There's green pastures, but by the same token, you know if you're going to charge into the fire, you might get burned. You might lose it all, but it's critical right. time. We all have to make those decisions and we all have to say, okay, are we going to move forward? Uh, you know, personally, financially, um, whatever the case may be, and knowing that the other side is going to be green pastures or, or do greener. we just sit here? I mean, yeah, or do we just sit here and let the fire come to us and let it engulf us? Right. And, and die this slow death. Right. You know, as opposed to look, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that one less kamikaze run. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, and you look know, back and go, we made it. 
or look back and go, you know what? I would have done that again anyway, because I still think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It didn't, it's it didn't turn out. Personality. Right. It didn't turn out, but I, exactly. I, I, I was, it was a germane to my own plot endeavor to do, to, yeah. to, 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 you know, forge ahead quicker. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we'll, we'll see how a lot of that, play, how a lot of that plays out. But back to your original question, which I forgot. Um, I, I really tried to just figure out what the intent was behind whatever I'm reviewing. But then you again, know. you have to ask yourself because look, everybody inherently has good taste. They just don't know why things taste good, right? Somebody knows when something tastes bad. Somebody knows when something tastes good. Right. That, I mean, that's, no, like nobody's, that's like yeah. reptilian brain shit. Yes. That's, nobody, nobody is going to purposely make something horrible and then try and sell that's it to true even even good. if you like tangy and i keep using yeah. tangy because i don't but some people do even if you like tangy you're not going to make something that's so tangy that it's mm -hmm. out of balance because once a thing gets out of balance it's poor it doesn't and matter it doesn't matter if you like that if you like right. that wobble if you're predisposed right. to liking whatever it's tilted toward it's still right. tilted you can have you can have that citrus note in there, that tang that you call it, but it has to be complemented by something else that kind of reins it in, right? So it just right. doesn't sit like on a your sweetness palate, or palate like a, and, like a pungency, yeah. right? It's something that counterbalances it. Yeah, there has yeah there has to be a yin for its yang, right? And right. it all has to come together balanced. If you want something to be a little on the tangy side, you have to be able to control it with other tobaccos or other grapes that you're using or other things in your recipe in order to not necessarily counteract it, but just to soften those edges to give you the complete picture rather than just for it to be only one dimensional and something that's just attacking your palate and saying, man, all I can taste is this one thing. Is this the blenders? <laughs> like, like a single origin. Right. Like yeah, it's like a single origin coffee. coffee. It, right. You knew where I was going. Yeah. Like yes. th this is very nice. What else you got? I got, I got that note. Yeah. Yeah, I got that note. I got I got the citrus and ammonia. You got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> or do I get to light up a cigar now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, so yeah, yeah. It's but if that's the blender's intention, you know, to come out. Oh, I want something really tangy, and it, it, it's like people that make that make really hoppy beers, real high right, IBUs. Right. Okay, it's but total, at what point it's, that's, it's that's gimmick? That's gimmick, though, isn't it? it it's is, like a novelty. It is, but. You know, I don't think any any real uh, brewmaster in their right mind, any any brewmaster worth his salt or his reputation would not go out of his way his reputation. to destroy the palate of right. with his name attached that, to it. Yes, with the person that's ultimately drinking that beer, because I would never go back. I would never go back. Right. These hoppy beers, these overly hoppy beers that that just destroy palates and and there's they're hot beers you know high alcohol or whatever that is not beer that's no. that's like you said it's a gimmick it's it's nothing to be enjoyed there are probably some people out there that like it that like the shock you know like people that like eating ghost peppers or things like that fine but it is right. a very 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 small percentage of people out there that enjoy uh beer 
most most beer drinkers probably like mild to medium bodied beers look kind of like anything right nobody goes into a restaurant and says you, you don't have 80 percent of your customers going into your restaurant saying give me the hottest thing you have on the menu it just doesn't happen right right you, it just you, you doesn't know I, I, you, I my pet peeve when it comes to you know like beers and wines well wines don't really do it but cigars do it actually cigars do it a lot don't challenge me don't, don't make it like this macho challenge like this is the this is super peppery you have to right. smoke this so, you know like nut up and drink this beer you, you know like uh, don't challenge me man like uh, comfort me if anything this is a luxury item and i want to chillax Ease me uh, into it, you know. Right. Show, show, show me, show me what you got. Give me your, give me your best shot. Don't give right. me your work. Don't, sh- don't, don't. Sh- I like, shun I like a work. lover with slow hands. Y- you know. Oh. Too much. Yeah, too much. Okay, we'll reel it back. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be challenged. I just don't. That's not part of my experience that I'm looking for. Y- you know, to 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 prove my machismo, to prove yeah. my grit. Most, by look, smoking most, this cigar, or drinking this most beer, people don't. But you know, in 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 the two towns that we have here, Reno, Sparks, and maybe the North Valleys, we have over thirty breweries here in town. Thirty. Okay. Now I can only think of two, maybe three, that are worth anything. The rest of them, garbage, soapy, hoppy garbage what happened to beer dishwater man like what happened to i've never been a beer connoisseur i don't like beer it's not i don't want to say i don't like it's not where i go you know i go kind of naturally to wine of course but it seems like the craft there's like a like a fallout from the craft beer movement that's almost grotesque it is it's it's frankenstein is what it is that that i think the that part of the beer market the the craft beer market has totally turned into frankenstein and it's not i i found myself not liking beer as much as i used to in fact if i do drink beers i go back to the stalwarts the staples that you know i i I drank back in the day and still do to this day you know i go back to my guinnesses i go back to sam smith's Hmm. um I, i i go back to the things that i know and what it comes down to why are they good it's because they're consistent you know, right. they're not trying to pull the wool over my eyes or my palate. They're not trying to trick me. Yeah. They're not trying to sell me something. They, they are what want. they are and you know what they are. I get exactly what I want. It's a, it's, it's of high quality. It's always been there. It's good two weeks ago as it was two, two years ago as it was 10 years ago. Just as good. As, as it will be 10 years. Right. Out. And if I, yeah, if I walk into a microbrew and they got six, eight, ten things on tap, I might find one thing that says, okay, well, you know what? This is palatable. This will get me through this awful experience of, <laughs> of you know, meeting up with, with friends that I really Why don't want to hang I out with anyways. So? Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll drink through it. And, you know, when we're done with that, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, you know, and look at the wife and I'll, we're never going back there again. <laughs> That place was awful. I'm not paying eight dollars for a pint of craft beer uh, that when you could just taste the 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 the, 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 the failure whole, and regret. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. The, the mediocrity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
you know, we're butting up against time constraints here. So I, I guess we could call I'm this a show. This, this was a very cerebral type of approach, you know. Isn't it always? I, I don't know. I don't really pay attention very much. I do remember Rick uh, doing a series of Ric Flair whoos a couple of shows ago. I would say yeah, that wasn't very highbrow. Pretty lowbrow. It was fun, though. That was a good time. Remember that? Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> I am. All right. Well, Dion, you intro the show. I'll outro it, and I'll do so by saying thanks for listening. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one.